0: Don't worry, everybody. The new episode is coming right up. But first, I want to remind you there are three quick ways that you can support the Fat Guy Forum and help the show keep going. First, make sure that you have rated and reviewed the show on whatever pod service you're using, whether that is Apple, Spotify, or whatever it is. Make sure you're doing that. Two, you can join the Patreon for a few dollars a month. You get access to the after show. You help keep things going because this show does have costs. And you're able to be a part of the Fat Guy Forum community that I would love to see grow, get your input on what you want to see going on with the show, and more. And the third and final way, if you can't join the Patreon, but you're buying products for yourself that I'm an affiliate for, like Redmond Real Salt and Kettle and Fire Bone Broth, there are links and codes in the show notes where you will save money when you use them, and I get a little bit to help things going here. So, please... Pick at least one of those ways to support the show if you enjoy listening to it on a regular basis, and know that I appreciate whatever you choose to do. And now let's get on with the episode. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormie. I am happy to have you with me today. We have a guest returning to the show, so he's someone you may remember if if you've heard his previous visit. If not, that'll be in the, the, the show notes here today as well. But his name is Daryl Perry. Daryl, how you doing today?
1: Gourmet, I'm I'm doing well, and I'm uh, I'm glad to be back because it's been a while.
0: It definitely has been. It definitely has been. And so there may I know this is this is you know hard sometimes for a guest to understand, but there may be some people who haven't heard your first episode or, or aren't aware of of who you are. So if you can give us you know that I. I I sometimes say elevator speech, but I know an elevator speech is supposed to be like less than 30 seconds. So you can, you can take more than 30 seconds. But if you want to let people know a little bit about you and your story.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I kind of go under the preface that anytime somebody is uh, listening or watching something of mine, it's it's probably the first time or it's been a while. So yeah, I, um, I'm i also in the health and fitness space. Uh, I do coaching, but my my whole philosophy on health and fitness is that it's an inside-out process, uh, and anything as far as changes in, in weight or body composition is more or less the byproduct of the actions people take, which is driven by how they view not only the process of eating and exercise, but uh, ultimately themselves. Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere on the internet, either under my company name of Your Level Fitness, or uh, by my name again, uh, Daryl Perry, which you... Uh, you Eloquently uh, already gave me the intro for me.
0: well and tell them about, like what brought you into the health and fitness space.
1: So I got into the health and fitness industry almost by accident. Uh, I was born with a physical disability, which meant that I was I, and I was in physical therapy since I was a little kid. And one of the orthopedics that I worked with uh, got me on a strength training program relatively early. I was probably like 12 or 13 years old. And then I really just kind of took a liking to that. And then, um, you know, just being somebody that kind of always went to the gym, but also really enjoyed food. My weight was up and down uh, all throughout my teenage and, and uh, even into my adult years. But, um, you know, after after a while, kind of the, the short of it is I enjoyed, uh, the, I, I enjoyed being in the gym. I enjoyed working in the gym, which I did the last year I was in college. And um, I enjoyed working with people. And that's something that's uh, hasn't really left. And I've been doing this stuff on and off for almost, uh, almost 20 years now, which is kind of crazy.
0: And it is. And, and during that time, it, it's obvious that there's evolution and growth yeah. in terms of the work that you do, like how, you know, especially listening to, you know, talking about, you know, when you were introducing yourself, that perspective you have on health and fitness, you know, and starting from the inside out, like, what is it about the journey you've been on from that place of helping people that has brought you there because i think that's interesting
1: i i think that's the missing piece i think it's very easy to get involved in doing coaching and training and sell the the aesthetic sell the after picture you know sell the transformation but if you think about this stuff i mean you know we'll be hopefully um You know, exercising regularly throughout our entire life. Hopefully, once we have an eating plan and a and a relationship with food that that is uh, in a pretty solid place, that that's a lifelong thing too. So, um, after being in the industry for a while, and even after I started working in it, um, I noticed that there were a lot. uh, There was just a lot of short-term thinking that almost seemed like you were putting a band-aid on on a problem, but not really addressing the the the. You're you're addressing the symptoms, but you're not really uh, addressing the problem, which is how people view themselves and how that just the complicated relationship that we have with ourselves as individuals and how that ties into exercise and especially food.
0: Well, it, it goes back to that place of the fitness health and fitness industry. The the leading message being eat less, move more, right? Being the solution to everything. And doesn't always you know, that's a part of it in a lot of ways, you know, especially when someone's on a weight loss journey, but it's, it ends up being about so much more.
1: Right. And, you know, you brought up something that, that's really interesting there, which is the, uh, the snappy little marketing taglines, right? Mm-hmm. You know, eat less, move more. Uh, the one, actually the one that's really, um, that really caught my eye is, Um, It's not a diet, it's a lifestyle, Mm -hmm. which as I have, as I back into coaching, um, this has been my moniker, because it's one of those things, I feel like it's one of those messages where people are talking at us, like, well, you obviously should know that this is not a diet, you should obviously know that this needs to be a lifestyle, but Nobody really shows us or tell us tells us how to do that beyond again the weight loss process or journey that we're on. So you know that was you you know how I like to play around with podcasts. That's actually um, I have a, a a it's not just for my coaching clients, but it's a wonderful supplemental resource for my coaching clients. Which it's called How to Make It a Lifestyle. So that is a podcast where we just talk about. Um, you know the long term how, how do you really set yourself up for success long term reinforce that message and then just really just really build it because I mean you know it, it has to be part of our life but i i just I feel like you know nobody ever really showed us how to do it, even once you do it there's just natural ebbs and flows with Um, with not even just weight, but just like your attitude towards yourself, your attitude towards what's going on in your life. And, you know, again, like the, the relationship we have with food is tied to so much with how we deal with things emotionally that if we have something stressful going on in our life, it's just, it's easy to put a bunch of weight on. And then you feel, you know, if you've lost a bunch of weight before, then you feel super guilty. And then it's just, it's this it's this cycle. So I think if we look at this stuff with the end in mind and, and try to work backwards and try to move forward slowly and in a compassionate way towards ourselves, I, I think it's the best way of doing it. And I think
0: something you hit on in there, like nine times out of ten, and this is where I start to get ranty, um, nine times out of ten, when you see someone on social media saying, I'm not going to give you a – you know it's, it's not diet, it's lifestyle – I'm not going to teach you a diet. I'm going to teach you a lifestyle. Most of the time, they're just teaching a diet. Like, and, and I, and this is where like, it's funny because I've done, I've worked in marketing and I still work in marketing and I do marketing and all of those things. And I hate it. Like semantics get me. Like at the end of the day, it's like, well, cause then I, I'm, I'm usually the, the sarcastic bastard on the other side going, well, everything you eat is your diet. So you're never without a diet. So let's, Let's not just throw, you know, you're, they're not just throwing words out there, throwing meanings, you know, and it's the idea when someone says, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. It's what you, the average person is hearing is this isn't, you know, this isn't Weight Watchers. This isn't Jenny Craig. This isn't a sheet that tells you the exact meals. You know, this is something different and new that you've never heard of before. Like, I just, I think there's something it's, it's marketing semantics. And I think there's a, a place in between that is the place to get to because there's just there it's just too often you hear someone say you know i checked out what that person was offering and it was uh it was a pdf meal plan and somehow the pdf meal plan is supposed to become the quote-unquote lifestyle that's not a diet like
1: well, it's because they've literally named their diet lifestyle, right? Like that's what it is, right? And I and I'm I, I mean this is so this to me is what is almost the fun and games of of what we do and you know working in marketing the thing I love about marketing is You're telling a story now in some cases and this is exactly what you're talking about You're telling the story very directly like hey follow this plan and you're gonna get these results other times the storytelling is very subtle and it's it's influencing our thoughts, our behaviors and just honestly how we feel about things and you know for me once i started to kind of see what the big picture was it it became a very easy platform because then it was i'm the you know i'm the white hat marketer i'm not using these negative tactics where you're going to feel bad about yourself or you're going to feel i mean cuz the whole thing the whole thing is market it in a way to people this is what the industry does market to where they feel like they're not in control because if they don't feel like they're in control then we can sell them the next program so I have been I have been very thoughtful for probably the last five or six years on really doing things differently and you know I, I so I started I, I went from personal training to um, online coaching probably I think 2017 or 2018 is when I started and then I you know I I'd collected some testimonials and some transformation stuff and I posted a couple of them and then it just like to me I look at it and it's like look and there's and there's nothing wrong with coaches and trainers uh, posting the the progress their clients have had because it is a it it's a good business model, and by the way, if you're selling on the transformation, but you're actually helping the person build something that's, you know, within their capabilities and brings them along, and you're helping them set something up that they can do for life, then absolutely, like you, it's it's a, it's a much easier way to cut through the noise uh, versus what I decided, which is you know what, I'm not even going to post any transformations. If you go to the um, if you go to the page for my coaching info. It is, there's a picture of me and then it's just like very basic and very well laid out. As a marketer, you'll be able to, you could tell the entire thing, but I've really made an effort to, um, to really kind of strip things down and really work in this industry uh, the way, the way that I want to. And I've, I've done a number of things um, still tied to your level fitness as a brand where you know, there's a lot of community involvement and'm I mean I'm trying to get people comfortable in their own skin and believing in themselves. So I've been working on getting some events together. Uh, but I had gotten away from coaching and you know part of the reason for that was that I was in a place in my personal life where you know things were falling apart. I went through a divorce and it was kind of that got me into therapy, which again, kind of like the whole thing with health and fitness, um, I started having conversations with, with a lot of guys, you know, in probably that 35 to 55 age range. And then you start to see similarities, much like when you saw similarities with people that have been dieting their entire life and they're just kind of chasing after this this goal that they can never quite reach. But then you talk to these guys and it's like, well, how do you feel emotionally? And we were never really taught to even acknowledge that we have emotions. So that led to a to a whole nother thing for me. But But yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I love marketing because we can tell stories. And I've gotten to the point at first, I just kind of wanted to get into the industry. This was something I was interested in with health and fitness. But then when I saw that I could really make a change, even if it's a, if it's a, I'm, I'm playing the long game on everything that I'm doing. So I look at it as kind of it, part of it's fun and games. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely evolved over the last couple of years for sure.
0: Which I, I think is you know an important perspective for people to hear, because at the end of the day, like you said, there's very easy ways just to give people the flash that they want to see. you know th- that's gonna then get a person to sign up for something and get a person you know get a person into it. And that person, you know, and again, I, I think sometimes people some especially when people start to talk about th- marketing tactics and things along those lines, like the human element feels a little removed and as a, a consumer, you can start to feel like, Wow, they're they're just talking to me, talking to me like I'm a number or I'm, I'm a bulb, you know, like a bulb in a, in a in a sheet. I don't know what that means, honestly. What is a bulb in a sheet? It's like they
1: it's uh, like they perfectly but, targeted the ad and it's creepy. Well, it's, well and that's what,
0: it, but it's also yeah. it's selling like transformations. You know, it's it's like right now I think the biggest trend in in weight loss marketing is someone standing there saying, someone in a gym, you know, wearing a stringer tee, you know, flexing, saying. I'm going to teach you how to be like me and allow you to still eat all the foods that you love without feeling restricted at all. So sign up. And as someone who is, you know, I always look, come at these things from the perspective of someone who self identifies as a food addict. It's okay. That may work for some people. And it honestly does. You know, you know, we all know people like who, they eat a Reese's peanut butter cup every day or they have ice cream three times a week and it works for them and it fits in the, what they're doing and it, that's fantastic and they moderate it and it's wonderful. The person that that ad is targeting is the person who desperately wants to be able to have, you know, cake at breakfast, Reese's cups at lunch and a milkshake with dinner and still see the scale move. And they may know that that's not real, but they hear someone say say it that way And immediately then that becomes, I have to, I have to, I have to go down that avenue because if this person is promising me, I will never feel restricted. Right. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Like.
1: It's, it's the message that they've always wanted to hear. Right. right. It's the magic pill. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, and we could go, we could probably go off on a tangent about literal pills at some point, but. um,
1: (laughs) Or injections, right?
0: Right. And and (laughs) the good, the bad and the ugly of it all. But it goes back to that idea of, you know, I, I think, you know because again this this show is also about the guests that are on on the show not just me taking 20 minutes to rant about the diet industry but it comes back to that place of you having a good you know i feel like you're someone who when i catch up with and i see what you're doing and those things is the sense i always get is you know what you want to put out into the world you know you're it's it's what i don't know i don't know if that makes sense the way i'm saying it like you have a clear understanding of, there are things that I could be doing, but I'm going to take this different track that may be a little more challenging even for people to, to buy into, but it's because this is the way I wanna treat people and the way I wanna treat the world.
1: So you're, you've got me pegged 100%. Um, before we, I jump into that, I wanna to touch on what you said about um, the food addict. And I'll tell you, there's, there is, the recipes that I see on TikTok, I mean, you know, supposedly we're now making um, peanut butter cup chocolate swirl uh, milkshakes that have 60 grams of protein in them and we're using PB powder and we're using sweetener and we're using Greek yogurt and this thing looks like a very decadent milkshake, but this is the same thing that I used to call out when I I used to, when Halo Top was like the big thing within the weight loss community. And I used to like take, I used to take him to task because it's like, well, I mean, I, what I didn't like about the marketing is it would say X amount of calories in a pint. I'm like, it doesn't. So one, we're not even going to get into the ingredients of that stuff and how you feel if you were to eat a pint. But when we're talking about the behavior, the behavior is, is eating at least And notice how I said that at least one pint of ice cream. And what this company was doing was saying, "Yeah, go ahead and eat a pint because it's only 360 calories." But it's you know, it's one. I I used to always get sick whenever I would try to eat. You know, not even just them, but any of the kind of I guess the diety ice creams. But then you know, if if you're someone that has a food addiction and ice cream is your thing, well you know, it's only gonna take one time where they don't have Halo Top, and man, they've got that Ben & Jerry's Chunky Monkey, and you used to eat that all the time, and you pick up a couple pints because they're on sale, and then you end up eating them in like a day and a half. And that gets into this whole thing that we're we're talking about as far as the relationship we have with food. Now, with what you're saying, with um, knowing what it is that I wanna put out, I look at, I, I I'm looking at social media and marketing and digital marketing as a landscape right now, and for anybody that's listening to this that is trying to put out that's trying to run a business or trying to be a content creator, I think we're in a really fascinating time because these platforms have changed almost overnight, and I think. People are pining too much for how things used to be to realize that, you know, we're now at a place where, you know, the whole thing with social media was, well, the app is free, um, but I just know that they're going to target ads at me, which they still absolutely do. But now the platforms are saying, hey, go ahead and, you know, put up a paywall and have your have your fans subscribe on the platform, build your community on, you know, um, whichever social media platform you're you're doing, Instagram's huge on this right now. Um, I think we're about at the place where you need to build your own platform, and that's and and for me, I'm talking like a simple membership site, and that's actually what I've been working on too. Is I've got an on-demand. Uh, video platform, almost like a video blog because everything's got a real basic algorithm for recommended posts. But I just, I figured I would cut out the middle man. I know Patreon has been a thing forever. Uh, but I, again, I kind of, even though I'm paying like fees for transactions, I still like having everything under my control. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I like to do my thing. And I've, um, you know, I, I really like posting a lot of stuff on social media. I've I've really kind of pulled back. I like sharing my own stuff, but I mean, as far as sharing ideas and putting out a bunch of helpful content posts, I I've actually just doubled down on on podcast. I feel like the audience I have is is gonna grow at the speed it does, and you know I've I've changed because I used to put a lot of videos and stuff out on social. Mm-hmm.
0: And let's while we're while we're here, you know while we're here, um, podcasting is something that you clearly well if you don't have a passion for it you're doing it anyway you know i guess is a good way to put it um, but clearly it's it it is a medium that you find you find useful and enjoy
1: i i do and it's because of of what we talk about which is you know when you're talking about content i like podcasts because you can be listening to, to this. people are listening to this conversation while they're going throughout their day doing whatever it is that they do. And you know that, that to me, you don't have to stop and watch a video. You don't have to stop and read a post. And you know it, for the longest time for me, it has been, let's just see where podcasting goes. because I started with recording episodes, solo episodes on the uh, Anchor app, which is now the Spotify for Podcasters app and then i just started putting stuff out and you know i've been doing that for over 5 years and that's led to many different podcasts of many different formats but um, i'm somewhere in the neighborhood of over a 5 year period averaging an episode a day so it's been yeah it's it's been a lot of fun but i i still just i i enjoy conversation and i have a natural curiosity i like talking i love like when you and i can go back and forth on The fitness stuff, the marketing stuff, and whatever else we want to talk to, I love that. I love sharing people's stories, but I really dig diving into things that have nothing to do with fitness. So,
0: No, understood. And there's plenty out there for people, you know, like you said, you've... You've got a, a a very solid back catalog. If anyone listening is like <laughs> Daryl, this podcast, where can I find that? Like, so we'll obviously you know talk about that and make sure people can find it. But I, I think one of the things that comes through in your experience too is sometimes being able to identify things that maybe people aren't talking about enough and finding ways you know for you to then say let's let's talk about this. And obviously, Fat Guy Forum is presented as a place that's about sharing men's stories, but I also think it's a great place for us to talk about maybe things that aren't being discussed by men or for men. Like, and part of that is, you know, that you've put a focus on over the past year is mental health. And so I, I'm I'm curious about where the interest, you know, and I, I think the answer can be simple, but where the, the interest in, in kind of diving into men's mental health from a discussion perspective came
1: from yeah so it it started with me as an individual when i went to therapy and i Mm. i thought that i was this wonderful communicator and first and foremost for anybody that if you haven't done therapy then the biggest thing is actually finding a therapist that you have a good working relationship with i I think one thing with mental health being and I, i love that it's being talked about like it is but i think if it's in this watered down social media world uh, people might think that just you know me, scheduling a, a consultation with a therapist is going to fix everything, and therapy is one of these things where it's like they work with you and they peel the onion and they really get you to one open up. But uh, one thing that I found was that uh, I'm really good at selling off on my own BS. So what my therapist does is she's taking all these notes; is she will just. Mention something like a, she'll, she'll call me out on something that maybe I had said something to her five sessions ago. And it's done in such a, a helpful, but disarming way. I'm kind of like, oh yeah, you're right. So what really got me into uh, the mental health stuff was one, working through it on my own and start, and really starting to see like where all of the the stuff came from, and I think all of us—we don't really even realize how much stuff that we carry throughout life. Um, and sometimes I think our minds just pack it away as, as a way of protecting us. Um, but it, it started with me, and unra- you know, kind of unwinding some stuff in my life. Which, if you're actually working through this stuff, where you've been, where you, and where you are, um, it's a very painful process because you're uncovering things that you don't necessarily. Uh, that that aren't all that comfortable. And then just based on, again, kind of my natural curiosity, I I started talking to guys and and just having conversations. And then as I was thinking of everything with podcasting, I'm like, okay, this can be, this might be something. And then uh, November of last year, which is uh, No Shave November, I, I signed up to take part in the fundraising and they said, create your own fundraiser. And I was like, well, shoot, I'll do a couple podcast episodes, and I put some feelers out, and you guys, like, I had so many people interested in just being interviewed for that, because you could do it anonymously if you wanted to. Um, It wound up being a series that was, it was a six-month interview series, where pretty much every week an episode came out, and then... Uh, recently I turned it into kind of like a daily solo thing which you know I'm I'm pretty good at doing so yeah it's it's been a journey for that but I, I think it's something where you know uh, you know the statistics um, you know suicide is, is a very real thing depression is a very real thing and I think honestly of all the conversations we have and all the content we put out if that helps one person it has I, I've, I've done my job on on everything that I do that that is the most important type of conversation to have
0: understood and agreed, man. And I'm curious, like knowing that you did this, you know, a six month dive into having conversations, you know, in, in the podcasting space on, on men's mental health, what were some of the, the common through lines and threads that oh, now man. that you kind of like can assess like that? you there's, saw?
1: There's some glaring ones. Uh, one, we don't most men don't feel like they're enough they feel inadequate Mm. whatever roles they are they have in life they don't feel like they're living up to them um a lot of times you know people um if someone has again most of us have not been raised to be vulnerable and then if you've opened up to someone and this happens a lot in romantic relationships if they get hurt there are many men that just close themselves off for decades and, and they just, they bottle everything up. So those are probably the two. The other stuff, it's kind of, it's probably what you would expect. It's, you know, real men don't cry. Real men don't, don't share that. You know, we grew up most in like the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s where, you know, there was it kind of like, kind of like concussions in sports, uh, feelings didn't exist. So You know, um, but yeah, that's the, the inadequacy thing, uh, was a very surprising one because I, I feel like in probably the first, at least the first handful of interviews I did, uh, that kept coming up Mm. in every single one.
0: And were there things, and, and, and I guess maybe, maybe you're answering this question already, but I'm wondering, were there, were there things that really stand out as like things you didn't expect that came out of the discussions? Like, whether Um, it's shocking or not, you know, not necessarily shocking, but like, like, okay, this is not what I expected to hear.
1: The amount of of men that have have been um, abused. Mm -hmm. And and that uh, abuse is a very wide umbrella. But yeah, I mean, uh, all abuse is abuse. And um, you know, you hear some of these stories, and you're just like, "Wow, I can't believe that that that's what you that that's what you went through." And, and you know, and and that's yeah, um, that's something that's very rampant. And when you hear it, and every time you hear it, it's uh, it's very eye opening. Oh, understood.
0: And as as a host, hearing those stories, you know, because I think you know we're talking topics and big picture stuff, but I think also from a human perspective, what was it like for you to go through those discussions and hear those things?
1: Yeah. I mean, so that's actually why I originally put a stop to it after six months, because what was happening is I, these are very heavy conversations. You know, when I come on and I'm talking about health and fitness and I'm doing, um, you know, it, and, and talking about marketing and talking about, you know, star Wars is something you and I have talked about on, on podcasts before but these conversations i was not prepared for how heavy they actually were and i was not I, and i'll tell you i don't i can't even say that i was equipped really to process the stuff after i would have some of the conversations so you know i but what would happen <laughs> is i'd be like i would talk to my girlfriend and i'm like i'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to to put an end to this, but then people would would keep signing up. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I've got to share the story. And, you know, this is a podcast where I, because of of everything else that was going on, was starting a different job and doing all these different things. I didn't have a chance to promote it like I normally do. And this thing took off on its own. Like, people were just finding it. So, which is great. But yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, it's... With the stuff that we talk about when you know you hear a lot of times again people need to step out of their comfort zone um that applies in all areas of life if you would have told me a year ago that i would have done an entire series on men's mental, if you would have told me that i would have done a mental health series a year ago i i would have not, I, I w- not only would I not have believed you, I wouldn't have known how that actually would have taken place. So, you know, the thing is, and again, as I was going through and doing these interviews, and I'm kind of like, man, I, I need to, like, I need a, I need to, like, mentally recharge from this, you know, as the conversations were coming up, and every time I would have them, even if they were some of the heaviest conversations that I would, would uh, end up partaking in, I then just... Um, you know, something would come out in the conversation. And I'm just like, wow, everybody needs to hear this. So, you know, it's one of those things that if you step out of your comfort zone, not just in health and fitness, but in all areas of life, you can really accomplish some, some really big things. And again, of all the stuff that I do, um, if the mental health stuff helps one guy or helps somebody that's listening that has a man in their life, um, then, then, you know, my work has, has been worth it. Ten times over.
0: Well, it certainly has, and also, it's good to hear you to talk. You know, talking about that. You know, the idea of taking care of yourself in the middle of everything you're doing, because it's not just about content. You know, it's 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 also about the person in who who set up. You know, who set up the program and those things. Like this is. You know, I I can think of a number of times where, in the middle of of someone telling their story here on this show, they start dropping bombs. You know, and I don't mean bombs in a negative or positive way. I just mean things that they had not, you know, disclosed before and have never talked about. You know, I had someone a long bit time back on the show who hadn't planned to talk about their history of abuse just all of a sudden and had said they weren't going to start talking about it. And as a host, you're now in that place of not just listening to that person, but wanting to make sure that person's okay. Like it it can be very you know, there's there's a catharsis for people telling their stories. And also, you know, then from the host perspective, you're on the receiving you're the first person on the receiving end of that catharsis. And you're the person who's there wanting just to make sure that not only is that person taking care of themselves in general, but okay, you know, aftercare for recordings is a very real real thing sometimes, I think, for people, you know, having those those after discussions that go on for a bit just to make sure the person is, is getting the resources that they need and, and pieces along those lines. And I, that kind of, you know, I, I didn't intend this to go this way at all uh, in terms of the comment I just made, but I do think, you know, something that also comes up in that work that you're doing there and, you know, and also your work as a, you know, as a coach working with people and someone who has, you know, is act, you know, is actively using therapy as a tool yourself. Like if there are men listening that are feeling some of these things you're talking about and just Cause I, the, one of the other things, you know, we talked about, we are not taught how to make a diet, a lifestyle. We're also not taught how to reach out and say, I need help with something, you know, or, and, and we're not taught the process, you know, the best way to go about doing that. And I think right now, the only way that we learn figure that out is Googling, you know, how to find X, Y, and Z, like from your, from your perspective, like, what do you think is, what do you think are things that someone is sitting out there listening and, and saying, okay. I think this is a resource, you know, I need to pursue, you know, therapy or counseling as a resource, you know, what is, what is some of your, you know, and I'm not saying you know the best way or the right way, but just from your perspective, what do you think are the things that, you know, some direction to give people?
1: So uh, I'll say a couple of things. And I think given the direction that our conversation has, has gone, um, I can definitely say this, which is even though. I am very much a positive person. I'm very appreciative for everything that has happened in my life. I also would say that I'm, I haven't been diagnosed, but I would say that I'm very depressed. I have a lot of days where I just, you know, I, I don't want to get out of bed. Just the thought of doing stuff because, you know, there, there's just, it's, it's, the, it's the internal dialogue in the middle of the night. It's, it's the memories throughout 41 years of life and having, you know, various things happen at various stages, you know, coming back and it's not a posting on social, because this is another thing here, right? Oh, well, they're only posting their highlight reel. No, as a person, there's probably 15 layers to me and I only choose to show layers one through five publicly, but, you know, underneath it, because all of us online, I mean, we are, it's... I, I think it's our persona. It's, it's amped up versions of our personality, right? Of our characteristics. So it doesn't mean that you're playing a full on character, but there's a person underneath that. And, and, you know, we as people, we struggle with things. Um, as far as, you know, one thing, as, as far as men getting the help that they need, I think therapy is good if you can find the right match. Um, one thing, one thing that I, that kind of irks me is, you know, whenever, whenever we lose someone like a celebrity, you then always hear, well, you know, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. And I think touching back on what you said, it was just saying that you're there to listen one, we've probably all had instances where people said that they would be there to listen and be there for us. And then when it really came down to it, they, they really weren't. Uh, So that's one and I think the other thing is yeah, and I think the other thing is you know um, We we don't know how to reach out and the, the first thing is we need to connect with Who we are as as an individual because until we do that We don't really know what we're feeling. We just feel you know, whether it's anxiousness whether it's anger You know, it's just, we we know that we have emotions, but we don't know what's causing them and we don't know why we're feeling them. So, you know, I think there's a lot there, but I think, you know, finding people and I think finding people in your life that you can talk to is important. And I want to stress because this, again, is something that has come up with the men that I talk to just because one person or. A few people or dozens of people in your life have not been there for you or have used your feelings against you does not mean that everybody you come across is going to do that. There are good people out there. There are people that are soft and compassionate and will, you know, really, really give you what you need and support you. So don't shut people off. But at the same time, be patient with yourself and kind to yourself because you're unraveling a lifetime of of hurt a lifetime of experiences and a lifetime of emotion and not everything is is necessarily negative but everything is is very much layered and complex i think we want straightforward answers when it comes to everything and that even comes down to when we're talking about our emotions oh well just tell us how you feel yeah i may not be able to do that today but you know hopefully if if people are struggling with that they can find people in their life that they are comfortable talking to. And again, I love therapy, but it's trial and error trying to find a therapist that you can work with.
0: Well, and that's the, that's the point that I was going to circle back to that I think is really important is realizing that not every therapist is going to be the right therapist for a person and that it's okay to, to say that. And it doesn't mean that you're being, you know, manipulative or you're just trying to find someone who's going to buy your BS. Like it really is a, uh, uh, a strong therapeutic relationship is about, you know, your the experience with that person, you know, and for lack of, you know, a better way to describe it, like it really is about what is the, 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 the communication style? Like, how do they run what their sessions, like there's so many pieces to it. And if it doesn't feel right to you, it's okay to say, I, I need to find someone else. And that person can sometimes be a resource to help you do that
1: well and so uh, a couple of things and i think we can go ahead and, and call this out and some of the guys that i've talked to have said this that have tried therapy therapy is like any other profession there are people that yes their personality and your personality don't really mesh but there's also some trash therapists out there that should not even should not even have a license should not even have a practice um You know, so it's, it's definitely, it's finding the right person. I started on one of the online platforms because it was still, as we were coming out of the pandemic, and then it just so happened that the therapist I was working with online uh, was local and had a. Uh, had an office that she was working out of. So, and if you, if you work with the online platforms, they make it very easy to, to try out different therapists or switch. And, and so, yeah, but definitely, you know, you've got to advocate for yourself, which is tough because you're, you're probably talking about stuff that, you know, is very vulnerable for you and you probably haven't done before. But, you know, if you keep working at it and again, be very kind to yourself, um, you will get exactly where you need to be.
0: I love that. And Daryl, I feel like we could we could switch gears and talk about something else now, but I honestly think that's a a solid place to bring it to a point today in this discussion. You know, I I appreciate you coming back on the show and you know helping us dive into something that I think is an undercurrent in a lot of episodes, but not something we we address so directly. So I I'm grateful, you know, for this opportunity for us to talk today
1: yeah I, I love when we're able to catch up and I love that we start the conversation in one direction, ended up going in places where uh, it really wasn't planned and uh, we'll we'll definitely be doing it again much sooner than uh, since since the last time we, we recorded so.
0: 100%. So Daryl, some people listening might want to connect with you why don't you sure. tell them how best to go about doing that
1: best best place to do that uh is b- hit up both of my websites so you can go to my it's it's darylperry.com so d-a-r-y-l-p-e-r-r-y.com if you go there you can see links to all of the podcasts uh, that gourmet alluded to uh, and then you can also just see some of my other content and uh, find out what i'm about or you can also go to yourlevelfitness.com uh, that again is um, my coaching business is out of that. Uh, there's also some articles where I have a bunch of contributors that, that write for my site. Um, so those are the two places. If you go to darylperry.com and YourLevelFitness.com, you will have links everywhere and you can find out all you need to know about me.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, just another big thank you, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk.
1: Absolutely. We'll do it again soon.
0: So connect with Daryl, check out what he has going on. And if you need to connect with me still somehow, You know, you can find me on Instagram at Gourmet Goes Keto, Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto, threads if it's still a thing at Gourmet Goes Keto. I keep saying that now as I'm recording because I'm a few (laughs) weeks out and who knows if it's still there, go check it out. If it's not there, hey, you didn't miss much. It was a moment in time. You you missed a blip. So anyway, people go out there, do something today to amaze yourself because you're the most amazing people I know. Then catch us here next time on the Fat Guy Forum.